Hello, and welcome to another Nine Circles audio thing. As always, I'm your host, Buke. And as always, I am joined by the best writers in all of the heavy metal realm of all the internet blogs and wherever else you find reviews for metal albums. It's our first album of the year discussion for 2022. Our album this month is Epigon by Wilderun. this album last month and I'm glad that it was chosen as album month because I personally love it but I even before I introduce who's on the pod loyal listeners of the show you know someone here is probably going to hate this and I will introduce him first Vince hello well, sir <laughs> resident I, hater. Do- <laughs> I don't think that it's going to take a Harvard graduate to just to to be able to figure out how I felt about listening to this album. Exactly. But I, I will say that I do have I do have some nice things that I want to say about <laughs> it. And I will I will get to them. I had to message your brother last night and yeah. say that it's probably it's probably no um discussion needs to be had of what we think your opinion is gonna be. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to be I'm not going to be too mean, I promise. <laughs> well, happy new year to you and also happy new year to our fine master's degree holding era. You always got to give it up. Yes. How are you on this wonderful 2022? Uh, I'm all right. I finally got cleared. I'm I'm COVID negative. Finally. Day winning. Day winning. I'm also on the Vince camp of hating this album. (laughs) Hera, I thought you may have been. I, I thought you may have been an iffy. Okay. Yeah, you know, I could have seen that going either way. I I'm, think I was actually leaning more towards you being on the pro side than the anti side. No, no. The more I listen to this album, the more I'm like, and the hot takes is Ooh. this. I've heard better. Oh, okay. Moving on. I'll save that for the rest of that. Going on also for hot takes, enjoying a glass of fine <laughs> wine tonight, Angela, right there, showing it off. Angela, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> Um, a glass of some sort of red wine that we already had open, which is only okay. okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was something our 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 realtor got it for us as a Christmas present. Okay, so it's like the eight dollars bottle of wine that you could possibly find. You got to you know, you you get it's yourself a spot, a, so you got to get yourself a better realtor, man. My realtor, <laughs> our realtor, gave us four bottles of wine when we moved into our house, Damn. and one of one of them shits is from two thousand and nine. Damn! Oh, so what it, a good year that was. It's a big fan of Screamo. <laughs> what? What? It's a big fan of Screamo. I don't yeah, know what yes. two thousand nine was. That a good year for wine? I wasn't paying attention. I, I guess it's a good year for Spanish Reds. 
Ooh, I love a Spanish red. I love a Spanish red. I love a Spanish red. Do stand a Spanish red wine on this podcast. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. When I was drinking, I was never a wine drinker. My my wine knowledge only goes deep as uh, Mad Dog 2020. So. I'm, I'm starting to get more into it now that I'm like a homeowner and geriatric at the yeah. age of 31. But like, nice. I used to be the kind of person who was like, wine is wine. Give me your five dollarist bottle. Yeah, my you know, my the, future father in law enjoys a bottle a night almost. And so he would be the guy see, I would that's living. No. No, see, I'm a bachelor and I don't like wine and that's sacrilege in my house. Yeah. The 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 scene from the office where Michael is like swirling the glass of wine and he smells it and he goes, This is a white. That's 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 me and wine. And you just heard him there. That's Ian. The the usual cast is joining us here. Ian, you wrote the review for this album. I want to as long as we're, I mean, we're, it seems like we're all just sort of spoiling the actual conversation with our, our uh, look, we're talking about drinks. The real drink that I'm going to enjoy with this podcast is a nice cup of Vincent Harris tears. Cause I fucking love this album. So, you know, my friend on that when, you know when, what, Ian, you know what, Ian, fuck you. That's it. You know, when podcast over. When the last <laughs> Opeth album came out, I was unable to make that podcast because my fiance drove, uh, brought me to a wedding uh, that weekend. So the one episode I was so excited for, <laughs> I was not able to be on. And I hosted a bunch of al- uh, episodes since then with you guys picking albums and stuff. Some I really liked, some I really didn't like. I have always appreciated everyone's honesty here. So when I saw that Wood Run was going to be announcing a new album, I suggested that we have it here because this is a band that I have been on record and on interviews that in my realm and in the realm of bands that they are like, I think they are grossly overlooked. Um, Vincent Herrick can say, ah, I probably see why they are. You would um, know more than me. But so, you know, Wilder Run here, they were my 2015 album of the year when they released uh sleep at the edge of the earth that album when that hit me it, as you know i'll say it again as an opeth fanboy it it was like holy cow this is this is buke's wheelhouse this is what i love and there was a lot of bands who try and do the long format songs who try and hit on a lot of different instruments and they always seemed like they were trying too hard. These guys, uh, the, they're from Boston. They seem to, it seemed to be real natural for them. It didn't seem like, like they were trying to put together a Lego piece. And you can't get that pirate ship correct because you're missing one piece. So let's just jam a piece in there somehow and have this glaring hole there. No, they, they seem to really fit the genre really well of that melodic death metal that they play. Now, again, with that said, it's not for everybody. It's I, I can completely get that because it's clean singing. It's orchestral uh, arrangements. It's long songs. You know, there's a song on this album track to a wool gatherer is 14 minutes long. 
Vince like six album of the years in 14 minutes and under. So it's not for everybody. Um, but this, I think for my realm is really cool because this is their first major label release. I think this is finally their chance to get recognized globally. Is it really their first major label release? Yes. Veil of yeah. Imagination yes. was re-released by Century Media mm-hmm. this time last year. But this is their first proper label release. Um, so that's why I suggested this here because there have been a lot of bands that try and do what they do not well that have come out in the last couple of years. I've been a part of this, but none uh, that hit me as well here. And before we get to a couple um, differing opinions here, I will go to Ian to uh, oh, you will so give me because because you wrote an excellent <laughs> I re- I, review well, on nine okay, circles. I, I wrote I wrote a review of it. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Well, are are you looking for anything? But do I just do I just? All right, okay, so, you do. Uh, this will give me time to yeah. pen my written dissent. Okay, so <laughs> um, I just. Just, Vincent pulling all 95 pieces, just going, all right. They only get on there. my door. <laughs> Martin Luther, <laughs> your ass kid. I distinctly remember uh, seeing all of the fuss about Veil of Imagination pop up at the end of 2019. Um, and it popped up in so many places. And, and I hadn't listened to the album yet. I didn't know the band. I wasn't familiar with their, any of their previous work. Um, but so many people were talking about it. The album cover was so interesting. And, and I, I, the concept of it was something that when I looked at it on paper, I was like, this, this should be right up my alley. So I, I, I put on Veil of Imagination and nothing happened for me which i thought was really strange so i went back and i put veil of imagination on again and nothing happened for me and and at this point with any album this would be the point where i say okay well i don't like it but there's something compelling about veil of imagination to where i I actually sat down and I said to myself, you're going to keep listening to this album until you like it. Like I, I didn't give myself a choice, but to like it. And so I put it on a third time and a fourth time. And then I realized that the more I listened to it, the more it made sense to me. And the more I did like it, which, you know, kind of made me realize that sometimes you do have to give these things more than one or two listens. Um, But once I did, like Veil of Imagination, I really liked Veil of Imagination. And the big difference between Veil of Imagination and Epigon, which I would have bet my life that you pronounced it Epigony, but... Uh, I was going to say exactly in Buke's, the same thing, In Buke's too. interview, he calls... Evan calls it Epigon. So if he pronounces it Epigon, that's how it's pronounced. Hey, um, and you know what? I When that happened, I'm like, yes. I'm vindication. Broken clock is always right twice a day. Exactly. You know, my 
like I've said, like like I've gone on air before. Years ago, there was a um, a real funeral doom album, and instead of mon- monotony fields, I produce I pronounced it monotony fields. <laughs> I'm an idiot. So I yes, will I you- would. I will give you one piece of vindication in that the first time I ever saw the the band name Fit for an Autopsy, I was utterly convinced that it was called Fit for an Auto Spy. And I was just, I just like, I switched those two letters in my brain and I could not unswitch them for like a month. <laughs> okay. Well, my, anyway, um, so- the, the whole, the, what I was, the point of that story is to say that the big difference between Veil of Imagination and Epigon is that when I listened to Epigon the first time I put it on, it fucking clicked. <laughs> like I got it and I felt that shit. Um, especially because Exhaler is a gorgeous track to open an album with. But listening through the whole thing, I, it, this one, this is an album that is much more, to me, it's much more immediate. And whatever your reaction to that is, you you get you you get that reaction upon the first time you listen to it. For me, I loved it. I thought it was it it, it took everything that they did well with Veil of Imagination. It took everything that people enjoyed about it, and they didn't just turn around and make another Veil of Imagination. They went to different places with it which I thought was really cool. Like the, the increased use of synthesizers in their songs coupled with an increased use in folk instruments um, lends itself to this like really cool dichotomy between sort of fantasy sounding passages, like Skyrim background music sounding passages and like electro synthesizer, dark ambient stuff. And in the middle, you've got this like very progressive opathy death metal that also has like these immense orchestrations in them, which, you know, maybe a lot of other bands are, are trying to do what they do, but none of y'all have a dedicated like conductor and orchestrator in your band. And that's the guy's only job. <laughs> I don't you know. know. I was. But, you know, going into this, though, I would have said myself and Chris are going to be the only ones who like this. So when when your review came out, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I, yeah, I, I. On paper, it's something that I'm into with Veil of Imagination. It like it was all I almost got turned off to it completely and i'm glad that i didn't okay because i would have never got i would have never thought to to pick this album to review if i didn't enjoy or if i didn't end up enjoying veil of imagination as much as i as i did okay Um, now the flip side of this (laughs) coin hera the dissenting yes what what is vince you can you, you you can stew there for a second hera what what is your thoughts on this album had you listened to Veil or Sleep at the Edge before? No, I have not. And the reason I didn't, it was because I, 
when a band comes out the way that Wilderman did at the end of 2019, where everyone piles and piles on all the um, the laurels as we go, because Epigon, for those who don't know, me is a Greek word for people who do not follow, are not imitators. So that's if you wanted to know, hey, why doesn't this sound like Valorination? This is why it's titled that way, because mm-hmm. um, they don't follow. But and that's your etymology is, corner for the day. That's your etymology course. I love but, that. So I'm here. Uh, but I, yeah, I didn't listen to that. I just didn't understand like all the hype. And I, and every time I kept hearing about it, the more pushed off I was. So when I listened to Epigon, I was not impressed. I feel like I lack, there's some things in my, obviously in my metal listening that I obviously am not attuned to and that's okay. I'm not asking, I'm not trying to be the all know it all, whatever. But I feel like with Epigon, the more I listened to it, the more I felt like I listened to better things. Like this isn't bad album. Obviously people will give praise for praises due. And I do think objectively, this is a very good album. However, it's not for me. I feel like I've just listened to better orchestral things, better progressive things. And that's just how I ended up not really liking this album. It just didn't impress me. It didn't sit in my bones. It didn't creep in. It just kind of went in, went out. And I was like, okay, that's it. It has bands like this. I I can't remember. Are you, a Devin Townsend fan? I do. I love Devin Townsend. Okay. So you are a fan of, of big bombastic tracks. Listen, I played in an orchestra. Yes, I like bombastic <laughs> things. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, because, you know, an in- interesting thing came out of the interview that I did it, is that Evan mentioned, you know, Jans Bagren recorded this and he's recorded some of the greatest opeth albums and other albums in the death metal scene and there were mm. parts that he wanted to tune down some of the symphonic parts and they were like no we want that stronger we want that louder we that's, you know that's their i don't want to say gimmick but that's what makes them who they are is the symphonic and, and there, there there is then i could see a side that they they are kind of a little harder to get into because in evan's delivery and them as a band the clean parts are more folky singing mm-hmm. there there's a a folkness yeah there's there's um, parts where his vocals and like especially the acoustic instruments it almost sounds like the beatles sounds like yeah they um, they they sound like in fall that's why <laughs> i don't like the beatles <laughs> it sounds like in the fall you'd be seeing them at like you know your local ren ren fair well their old promo picture from veil of imagination with the puffy shirts yeah that's so Fucking good. And maybe, you know, because you and Evan go way back. Maybe yeah. Evan is they, listening yeah, right yeah. now. Hey, man, love your fucking album. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, no disrespect by it, because that's a fucking look. You went for it. Okay. Now, I have to bring a, a board here. You might not like Evan in Wilderun, but did you like Evan's prior work in Immortal Bird, Vince? I love Immortal Bird. <laughs> I, I have I loved did like Immortal. that album. Okay. I have loved Immortal Bird for a very long time. Okay. 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 I love how you're just, you do. Okay. So this is not, uh, you know, Evan no. is capable of doing things that Vince. I does. had no idea that you he know, was in Immortal Bird until he 
mentioned it on the yeah. interview and i was like surely it's not the same immortal bird <laughs> there's only immortal one. bird from where i live <laughs> yeah yeah there is only one okay vince i'm gonna put you on the back burner the again streets of wicker yep. park angela hey angela you're was was in sub- subjecting you to this the last couple of weeks uh be begrudgingly or you've kind of remained silent here on your thoughts Oh, I'm just taking it all in. Um, (laughs) um, I love this album. I mean, my two favorite overarching genres of music are folk and metal. So combining the two, I love it. Um, I loved Veil of Imagination when that came out. Um, So it wasn't hard for me to get into this release. Did it, when you listened to Veil of Imagination, did it take a while for it to click with you? I'm trying to remember. I don't think so. I think I liked it right away. I, it's it's funny because I Dan was the one who originally wrote the review for Veil of Imagination for our site way back when. And, and in my trying to figure out what my problem was and why I couldn't get into the album, part of what nudged me into keeping, like giving it another chance was Dan's review that his story of his listening to the album is almost exactly the same as mine. So I thought it was really interesting that like, I was like, Oh, it'll, it took Dan a while to get into it. Maybe it'll take me a while to get into it. And I was just wondering if other people had that same reaction. I read that somewhere too, where people were, it wasn't like a first click. It was an album that eventually grew into people. Yeah. And obviously I am in the other side where I was just like, no, it didn't. But And, and to be fair, sure. there's, there's one other album that had I had that exact same reaction to, and that's Sunbather, which is like my favorite album of all time. It took See, me like four listens is, to get it. But when I got it, who boy, that is bizarre to me because that is an album that hooked me. I'm within like the first 10 seconds of putting on Dreamhouse. I was like, this is the greatest thing that's ever been written by human hands. You know, you know, though, to your guys points that you bring up, I don't think they they do themselves a good service releasing when they do. Veil was released November of 2019. This album was released January 7th. So you're butting up against right at the end of the year and people mm-hmm. are doing best of year lists mm-hmm. and you've already listened to a whole year worth of whatever. Uh, and you may just be done or you may just give it a passing listen or you're coming right into the new year. And again, you have just listened to everything. You've just ranked everything. Mm-hmm. You've been racking your ears, trying to you know narrow down your lists and um you know doing whatever yeah. you you do and then you know an album like this comes right out the door that's why you know like in the video game realm that i live in um and a bunch of you guys here we all know that you know january goes back into a low for stuff because mm-hmm. people are kind of uh, mm-hmm. you know back on the way down um so but i wonder how much of that's out of their their hands but yeah, talking to Evan. True. Evan had they had had this album done for a while, and you know the pandemic kind of changes things. Yeah, it. I wonder how much of it has to do with them trying to time a physical release for it too, because pressing plants are all fucked up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, if you're trying to do vinyl, you just straight up you just get it when you get it. Okay. Now, 
Vince, we have talked about, you know, Hera and I have tried to push you into the realm of tech death. Mm-hmm. And Dan, you know, has transferred jobs. So I'm going to talk to Dan about trying to have Hera and I soldier on with our technically inclined her and I kind of taking the flag and storming up the mountain. Sure, sure. Um, we know your thoughts on that. What What is it with, with this that, that doesn't sit with you? Because, you know, when you guys recommend albums of the month and we talk about black metal albums, we know that that's just not my style. Is it just that this just isn't your style and you're not taking it's, away that it's good. It's just not you. There are quite a few things that I actually do really enjoy about this album. And um, it is just, yeah, it's just not what I enjoy listening to. Like I, I don't think that it's a, I don't think that it's a veil of imagination situation where like, if I listen to this more, I might end up liking it. I just, it, it is just wholly not what I'm interested in. It's long. It's noodly. I don't like how noodly it is. Like I kind of wish that they would just get to a point. What I will say though, because I don't want to spend like the whole time being mean about this because I don't, I, again, I don't think that it's a bad album. It's just not the kind of stuff that I enjoy listening to, but this album sounds incredible. Oh yeah. Production is like, amazing. The production amazing. on it is, is it is a, an absolute masterclass like they clearly had a very grand vision for the kinds of songs that they wanted to write. And the way that this thing is mixed and mastered, nothing steps on anything else's toes. And you, you really get to hear that sense of grandeur yes. that they wanted. I think like, I, I, I think that the production absolutely nails their vision for it. You know, it's, it's just a real shame that I couldn't get further into it than that except for the first track i will say that an exhaler is a a genuinely really good song yes. and i do i have come yeah. back to that individual song way more than i've come the, back to the, the fact, album as a whole the fact that the album is bookended if uh, if you're getting the bonus tracks version it's bookended by exhaler at the top and then a synth mix of exhaler at the bottom and both of those cuts are just they're, I, they're... I will be 100 with you. I did not listen to the bonus tracks because at that point I could not take anymore. Okay. There, it was on, already over an hour long and I had two more songs to listen to. Uh, and and on like, the nope. bonus, there is a cover of Radiohead's Everything in Its Right Place. That is true. Uh, also on there. You know, I feel like if you're going to go fully orchestral in something, and I'm going to label this as atmospheric death metal, because that's a thing that's been happening over the past couple of years. If you're going to go fully orchestral, you either have to go, again, really big or not at all. Because the way that an orchestra sinks in sound, you just can't have just like your strings and your your acoustics. You got to have like horns. And I feel like that's for me, as someone who really likes orchestral things in general, I feel like this album would benefit if they had more horns in it. Hera, speaking of horns and orchestras, the one band and one album that always comes to mind first, Dimmu Borgir's Death Cold Armageddon. Are you a Dimmu fan when they were leaning real hard on the... I got to Dimmu way later in life, so no. Oh man, when that album came out to me, and I you were talking about like French horns in your face. Oh, 
man, it was awesome. Yeah, like if you're gonna go full orchestral, don't be afraid to just add some extra stuff in there. That's why it's an orchestra. An orchestra is not just acoustic acoustics and strings. Hey, Hera, what what did you play in the symphony? I played cello. Ooh. I still play from <laughs> time to time. Wow. I played you viola guys... for many years. Yeah. Cello Wait, for many okay. Years, what yeah. is the difference nice. between a cello and the viola? The size, size and sound. Oh, see. Here. Yeah, it's, viola oh. is a little bit like it's like a violin the way you hold it, but it's yeah, a little it's, bit deeper of a sound. Yeah, and then you have cello, which is a lot bassier, and then you have actual like stand-up bass, which is mm-hmm. your which is the deepest. It's, sound it's you can not get. a stand-up bass, but. Well, that's a guitar, but like the actual right, right, like a upright bass. right, right. All you guys, a double bass, these, if you will. All yes. these artists here, surrounded by me, and I'm wondering when you're an artist gu- in your own way. Maybe. When's yes, the new exactly. guitar hero? Listen, you. None of us can speak. You're the only one who does it, and that's yeah. a talent. <laughs> Thank I, you, Angela. I think I accidentally cut you off by asking you a question when you were in the middle of your thoughts and i didn't mean for that to happen i was Rude just curious i know <laughs> it is the wine talking she'll get me back for that later she'll put her cold feet on me when we're trying to go to sleep yep <laughs> um well i liked it um we covered that i really love when bands mix metal with unexpected elements um, you know, it really does create just something really intriguing. And I love how cinematic this album is. Like, it's just so, like you said, grand. Um, and at times it reminded me of Thank You Scientist, which is another awesome band that has a lot of unique instrumentation. Yes. Um, also extremely progressive. Yes. Yes, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I love how dreamy the album is. And I feel like the album art fits it so perfectly with the pastel clouds. It's just that too. Beautiful. I you know, the, the, so the, beautiful. The, the aesthetic telling... choices for this album are absolutely are gorgeous. You guys, yeah, I, I, I do have to say it. So why I think this band resonates so well, where a lot of artists have failed trying to copy the opeth like sound or the pro- progressive these guys I, not are, to interrupt they, but I, I find it interesting that you keep comparing them to opeth because that's yeah. like one of the last things that i would really? think of I, as them I sounding get, like i yeah. get the opeth connection then again it, i'm I also not exactly. in the opeth camp so that's probably why this album it's doesn't a, click with me but either like, <laughs> But like I've listened to Prague Opeth before, and this is not what that it's, sounds like. Yeah. It's, not, so it's not like Prague Opeth, it's, though. It's like classic Opeth. Yeah, well, I've listened to classic Opeth too, and this is not I, what that well, sounds yeah, like. I know to me. that. <laughs> the I thing just, that I, I think they do different. The only thing I do different between uh, Evan's singing is a little bit different that where the and they yeah. are more orchestral than Opeth. His growls maybe. sound a lot like. But, if you, growls, if you go back to sleep at his the clean edge, singing sounds very different. i will give you i will give you that yeah but they as a band really interesting cool thing they all met at berkeley college of music they're all well, college, that makes sense they're, yeah. they're all they're all college graduates they got the highfalutin music. college degrees yeah like they all majored in music they 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 all came together mm-hmm. You know, with the love of this so much. This this album does feel like it was crafted by it was crafted by music majors. All you college graduates here now can feel their pain. No, 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 no. You can do with that statement what you will, but I meant it as a compliment. I meant it in my case. I'm just like I hear about music people, and I'm just like, great. 
elitist snobs. Elitist I went snobs. to college with music people, and I can yeah. confirm that 100%. <laughs> you and you get me. <laughs> I went to art school. But are, when I think college music people, I think the the guy at the the drunk guy at the high school party who was always playing his guitar cover version of like fuel or something like yeah i get it no. hemorrhage in my hands again this Shut was up, Tommy. this was the um, Shut up, Tom. this was the college guy drunk <laughs> at the party whipping out his telecaster playing like muddy waters licks <laughs> yes this is this, that was my experience with music majors <laughs> hi nick you're not okay. listening to this but you should be so they, you know, this this tr- album comes in over an hour, six minutes, way over Vince's run runtime. <laughs> um, wool, again, Wool Gatherer uh, track two is fourteen minutes long. Is a bad choice to stick a song that long right at track number two. Yeah, it it's was pretty, just it's it's pretty but hard. It's like it's as bad as it. As we're going back to as long as we're going back to like the the music guy thing, right? They all they're you know, and however it is that you feel about this, part of what they do is they craft long songs that flow in movements like they are classical compositions. So, yeah, the song's 14 minutes long, but it's not 14 minutes of the same thing over and over and over again. And they don't really do the traditional like verse, chorus, verse, bridge stuff like it's it's a a journey if yeah, you but you could have cut a solid like <laughs> couple minutes out of that journey and been better for so. it, I think. I don't well, think so. That I is simply feel... where you and I choose to disagree. <laughs> I do feel like it's the first half of the album is like a slow burn. And I mean, I, I enjoy it, but it's a the... very slow build and it the first half drags a little bit for me. And I don't know if that's because the distraction movements are my favorite and those yes. come at the end the and I'm being biased, but... <laughs> It's such a slow suite, burn in the beginning. The distraction suite is so much heavier than the first half mm-hmm. of the album. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good mix. I really I really love those movements. I again, that's what I love about Nine Circles and I can speak for our readers here and and listeners is that we do bring a wide range of voices here. You know, you know you're not just going to get the same albums all all the time it's it is it 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 can be a lot to dive into i really think it's hard to pick out favorite parts because they are you know so so dense but i just it's the same reason why i love tech death before because it's just people i think who excel at what they do and they just do it great they don't hide behind chaos Uh, i never i would never say that they are not exceptional at what they do it's yeah. just that what they do is yep. not what exactly. I enjoy listening exactly. to. Yep. And it's I just, agree. I feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like, you know, when you guys were going through your um, uh, various albums over the years, you know, like you guys were all We've loving this. you with so much. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys, for example, you guys loved Inf- Infinite Granite last year. That sure to did. me, you know, that to me, I was. That's buke poison. You will yeah. not stop bringing that one up, buke. <laughs> he really hated it. I, he really hated it. You're like, fuck you guys. Uh-uh. <laughs> he also has. That's fine. I'm going to find more golf club bangers to, to punish you with. Okay. <laughs> retribution so, for this. So, 
Does any more thoughts here before we move on? Because I, I, I think we've, we've really kicked the tires on this. I'm not trying to uh, speed us along here, but I don't, unless anybody else has anything they want to mention about this. Okay. I've said my piece. Yeah. Well, again, this is Epigon by Wilderon. It's on Century Media, Media Records. Um, it's going to be a standout for me. I will be interesting to see if it, if people remember yeah. it come year end time. Uh, I I have a sneaking suspicion that this is something that is going to stick with me. I have a feeling that people that really like this album, it will stick with. Yeah. For people who didn't There's, really like it or are kind yeah, of just on but, the fence about it, will not. You know it's what? Like, the, if you don't, if you so, don't like it, it's not something that you hate so much that you like. You will remember three months from now how much you hate this. Hera, album. <laughs> you just, you, I'm so glad you just mentioned that because you just made me think of something that kind of between the Barry and me is such a technical out there prog band that to me and fans of their world, I was like, holy crap, this album is amazing. But I was also surprised that. People outside of their world, a lot of staff members here, a lot of end of year lists. Colors 2 wasn't getting the same praise like I gave it. Um, you know, I couldn't get anybody here excited, you know, Ian on the bandwagon with me for it. I've been and, 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 and here I use, I use you as an example because I think Water Run's a perfect example. If you already don't listen to this, it's just going to fly over I, you i yeah. do i do wonder if this is an album that is going to bring the uninitiated no into the fold no, no it's way no. too it's way too much for this is not like this is not prog yeah. with training wheels no it's, it's like it's really not this is this is prog for for advanced like, listeners i feel it's, like it's melodic again. enough though it's melodic enough to where it the songs are catchy that's fine but i feel like with every like this with like i feel about the avant-garde side of black metal it's you gotta work your way up and i feel like mm-hmm. this album is an album that most people who are either in either the pro camp or the folky ambient camp will have to at some point get to but they have to work their way upwards towards it because this isn't like an easy listening yeah. experience for the uninitiated this is mm-hmm. just an album that can be really hard for some people and for people who are really not really invested in it will either not like it or we'll just put it to the side and go for the next shiny thing that pops up. Maybe. I was just thinking, thinking out loud. How Buke, how does this compare to sleep at the edge of the of the earth? That to me is the strong it, it's not as folky. It's okay. it's just more just natural, just normal clean singing, not real okay. folky Cause, stuff. Because I'll but... ad- I'll admit I love I listen to Veil of Imagination. I listen to Epigon. I have not gone all the way back to like Olden Tales or Sleep at the Edge of the Earth. Um, as but a, I because I, as... I thought Veil of Imagination was as good as it got for them. No, and I as... see so many people now who are like, oh yeah, Sleep at the Edge of the Earth is like one of the one of the best albums ever. And I was like, oh. Really? As a, as, a, as a guy who was recording a almost weekly podcast back then, when Sleep came out, it was when I was hearing so much. It's a moment I've mentioned a couple of times on the pod. That's kind of like that. You know, again, when a dog hears a sound out of 40 like, and your head does the tilt, I was like, hmm, 
<laughs> like really like it, it to me it was like holy right. crap what the hell is this and it just bowled me over because it's something you don't hear being as done as it is so i highly recommend all right you at least get the way track two and so opens the earth oh my goodness if that doesn't hook you because that to me is what hooked me and okay it was my album of the year then so nice i am gonna be jamming epigon Good. for a little while longer i think but I well, definitely now i'm sold on okay. the brand you well, know veil of imagination wasn't a fluke and now i i i do have some inclination to go back through their whole discography well that is epigon there and but 2022 is already starting off weird i got Hera and vince to listen to this folk <laughs> death metal album you check nine circles.co Ian is listening to power metal. I love power metal. Oh, I, I know. I'm just saying this. So I'm going to use but it's this. It's not trans- what I normally take to review. Exactly. I am going to use this as a transition to what have we been listening to else for the month? And I'm going to start with the review I read the other day. Hera, lead us off. What did you listen to to start in January, ma'am? So outside of songs, The Shape of Everything, which I think is a very interesting album for a bit, for a label who's known for releasing real weird po- uh, post-metal. I have to pull up a list because I didn't remember. I started off the year by listening to Strapping Young Lad City. I felt that was a fitting album to end the year with and to start the year with. And that's what I jammed for like a week straight. <laughs> Uh, before moving on to other albums that I really enjoyed. And one of the albums that I really enjoyed was a live album by Devin Townsend, who released it during quarantine. It was called the Devolution Series Number 2, Galactic Quarantine Live, which had all the cool, nice classics. It had all the Devin stuff, all the so the band stuff, the project stuff, and of course, SYL. And I was like, okay, we're back on the Devin Townsend um, jump bandwagon again because I had to drop off for a bit. And now I'm back in. I'm fully back in. <laughs> you ever had a chance- era, Devin Townsend, no less. Yes. You seen him live? No, I would love to see him live. I got I, I got turned off to the Devin Townsend project by seeing them live. Mostly because their fans were fucking assholes. Um but that kind of colored me on the whole experience. I love strapping young lad. I've never been able to vibe with Devin Townsend solo. And I think it's because I had such a bad experience seeing him live because of- I also really didn't don't like like his ambient stuff, but I but I love the metal stuff. Like mm-hmm. the project is great, the band is fantastic, and some of the solo stuff that he's done is like, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't catch me quite as hard as anything strapping does. But like, I guess my crispy hot take is that, you know, don't bother seeing him live because like people are going to be dicks to you while you're there. Like, and it fun. wasn't it okay, wasn't like my dude, like I can't punch back. It was, it, well, it was, you know, it was the, yeah, there was a lot of like it, they, the, he was, it was. Scale the summit between the buried and me was headlining and Devin Townsend was in the middle and no one was there for scale the summit except for me and my buddy. Um, And then all these people showed up late for Devin Townsend. And of course they were like 
shoving everyone out of the way so they could get to the front of the stage. And like, you got the six foot tall dude bros who are like standing in front of a five foot, nothing person completely blocking their view. They were, you know, they were assholes to everyone around them. And then as soon as Devin Townsend was over, they left. So I got to be front row for between the barrier to me, but they like showed up late and left early because they were only there for like their guy, which is something that bothers me a lot as somebody who used to go to concerts frequently, like show up for the local openers, support them. Yeah. I say when I go to a concert, I say for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Unless I have to leave. Right. If I, if I can't get there, if I can't get there on time, fine. If I have to leave early, great. But like, yeah, we always try to support all of the bands that are on that bill. And they're like, they're his, his fans are just like, like they, they spent all that money to just see Devin Townsend play for 40 minutes. And it's like, okay, but you missed, you're getting two other like world-class bands along with right. Right. But that doesn't matter because they're like, they're, I only listen to Devin Townsend. <laughs> no, I I don't vibe with those people. I love Devin Townsend. I would pay money to go see him if he yeah. ever comes around to LA. But like, you know, I will go for all the other bands because that's what I pay for. Right. Yeah. Sure, the big thing will be Devin, but I'm going to stay and listen to the rest of the bands. Sometimes the- sometimes the body's on the bill. You just got to stick around and listen to the body. One of two. I'm stuck nope, around for the body to get not, to Alcest. You do not. Yeah. You, sometimes you stick around when the body is on the middle of a bill, but sometimes but if the body the shows, body I'm not paying money for that. Bill, I'm leaving. You fucking go home and you go yeah. snuggle up in your bed. I can't. I can't. One wait of for two the... bands. One of two bands I have ever left the show early to see, and the only one that I don't kind of regret because the other one was Interarma, and like it was a it was a long night. I don't really know how I feel about Inter Arma. I saw them play the song that I wanted to, and I had a really bad headache. So I was just like, I need to go home now. So that one I actually do kind of feel bad about, but legitimately almost falling asleep listening to the body and then just like Irish exiting the concert. (laughs) I feel no pain about that whatsoever. I stayed for the body to see Alcest. I saw Alcest and I had to leave early because my sister was with me. I'm so sorry. Um, But, you know, I stayed for the body and I hated the body, but I got to see Alcest. So, hey, I don't complain. I'm a trooper. (laughs) So, Hera, you you mentioned it. It was this band, Psalm, who you mentioned. I'm not familiar with them. Me neither. Not until I listened to that album. <laughs> what I was how, like, cool, Pelagic Records. How, yeah, how did album this happen? Just was this just a, a an album, a label that you? Yeah. Okay. I was like, great. They're listening to music. Was, awesome. That was Pelagic, right? <laughs> yep, that was Pelagic. I Pelagic was, or Pelagic? I thought it was Pelagic that put that. I think out. it's Pelagic. Pelagic. See, not native English speaker. Don't know. I just That's read this fair. word. I just read the word. That's how it sounds. So logic. Didn't you write an article at some point? Yeah, Hera, you you ended last year. Didn't you say you were done with post metal? I was done with my journey through um, the music, the bullet music that I got into the column. Yeah, I finished the column last year. And then you're starting, but then you're right back into it this year with it. No, I'm waiting to see what else I can do because. um, Okay. I ended with post metal and I had another one lined up and I was like, no, I need more time to sit with that specific genre. And I'm going to write about this genre. So I stopped let's, in. Let's make this that. the year of power metal. Yes. I have listened to we power should. metal. 
Yes. You should do that. <laughs> oh, man. Hammerfall, Dream Evil, Blind Guardian. Oh, baby. I, I oh, we are getting a new Blind Guardian album this year, aren't we? Are. Oh, yeah, we are. We're also okay. getting a new Amorphous album, which is the one I'm waiting for right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's good. Uh, it is good, my friends. It's really good. On to Hera. Well, before, before I rudely move on, anything else you listen to? A lot more, but I don't want to talk about those albums because they're all released before the pandemic, and I want to keep those memories intact. So let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Patiently, quietly sitting next to you on my screen, enjoying her wine, Angela. Hi. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is again. This is my fiance's favorite segment. So she's she's cutless. Is she nearby? Just... <laughs> Kathleen, how? Right <laughs> Hi, her, 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 her final nursing school semester starts up on Wednesday. So she's oh, boy. So she you are the home stretch. Yeah, oh, she's, she's right got there. it. Congrats. She's going to kill us. Yes. I'm so sorry this pandemic has <laughs> yeah. been possible yes. to you, But she, she did luck out. She will be spending her final proctored semester in labor and delivery. Okay. So, okay. So, those, so those are, you know, parents who have been negative tested so mm-hmm. so she's lucky she's, nice. she's lucky there okay angela all right so i've got a couple for you guys so i'm just gonna fly through them um first of all i wanted to shout out boris but i actually haven't listened to it yet because it just came out a couple days That's ago right um uh, but i keep I, forgetting I, that that happened I'll i'm thinking out. i'm thinking i'll like it so i'm just gonna do an overarching boris came out a couple days ago uh so there's that um <laughs> there's this band called Dewear, i think is how you pronounce it they're from italy um, they released an atmospheric folk black metal album that's very good. Um, and bear with me on the title here. It's T S N R I, like in all caps, like the letters, and then Impernazia. Uh, yes, it is very good. Um, <laughs> and then there's a band called Laden that released an album called The Visitation, and that's sludgy. A little bit of black metal in there, a little bit of prog. Uh, it's very good. I like that one a lot. And then the new Druid Lord album came out this month, Relics of the Dead. That's their, I think it's their third full length. Um, they're Death Doom and they're very good too. I don't know if you guys are familiar. No, Vince has a face. Okay. <laughs> I'm just not familiar with them. But they're Druid good. Lord sounds like a really cool concept. They're good. I bet you'd like them. You should give them. Okay. I yeah. I listened to that fossilization album that you recommended, <gasps> and I did think? really enjoy that. Yes, yeah, awesome. They got fossilization have something wait. new in the pipeline very soon. Actually, yes, awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. I, that album you, was sick as hell. Awesome! Yay! That makes me happy. You but. should. You should. I think it's on the promo list. You should grab it. Oh, okay, heck, maybe I will. No, I was talking to Angela. Whichever. Cool. I'm all fired up with the wine. <laughs> we can take tea, my baby. Anyway, okay. um, real last one to shout out is a band called The Gnashing, and the album is called Grim Tides, and it's very heavy doom, and it's all by one guy, all written, and all the instrumentation is by one guy named Luke L. Is just what I read on their band cap, and that is also very good and very impressive. And that's it. <laughs> there you go. Vince, what, yeah. what, what say you in January, my friend? Cool. So the first um, the first release in January that really got me fired up was a uh, a new uh, like two song single from a pregnant light called Beast About. Um, 
APL does not ever seemingly stop releasing music, nor does he stop releasing music that is better than the thing that he put out. And considering that um, Kiss Me Through the Phone was my number five favorite album of last year, it took a hell of a lot for takes a hell of a lot for me to say, but I think Beast About is like the one of the best songs he's ever written. Um, it is just it is just straight fuego. Like there is there is absolutely nothing that this guy cannot cannot do everything he touches is just solid fucking gold ian and i were talking about this like relentlessly when it came out like just yeah (laughs) there was there was a visceral moment because i didn't realize that it had been released and we were doing our our weekly um get super stoned and play video games (laughs) uh session and um he Vince tells me that it's released. So I put it on in the background and I like physically couldn't stop myself from like kicking my chair over and like dancing around. Yeah. You it's It's, impossible. It's just when those, when those blast beats hit, it's it's violence, man. Like somebody dies. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what his secret is, but he's got, there is something in the water over over at his studio and it's just it's just banger after banger after banger oh my god it's i was there too for that first of all boys second of all um (laughs) i didn't didn't imply that you weren't Uh um but we were all sitting there talking about it and i think that beast about might be our favorite song when, when, we, revisit, it's very when we revisit the topics of favorite songs from 2022 i think yep. it's gonna be up there for me like yep. I, i'm gonna I be just... calling a lot of shots like babe ruth <laughs> style very early because of a lot of things but like i really do think that that's gonna be one of i haven't stopped listening to it still like I, even... i'm i'm imagining yeah. that at some point later in the year he's gonna put out a compilation of i hope so like he usually does he puts out a compilation of like all of the singles that have been i think released. That's and like... i want to know how this song is gonna stack up with everything else that he does because I mean, give it a week or two he'll put out another song and we'll be talking about how great it is when I was when I was first listening to Beast About, I was just going through and stacking it up like with my favorite songs from his discography. So I would put that on, and then I would put on like Rose of Golden Crosses and Circle of Crying Women, and like it really is just like one of the best things he's ever written. Mm-hmm. Like, like even the going as far track. back as listening to like Before I Came stuff, like one of yeah. my favorite R- songs R- he's R- ever. Well, I, one of my favorite songs he's ever written is like one of his old songs called "Heat Helps These Flowers Grow," and like it's still it's Beast About is still just like as good as some of the best stuff that he's ever written, even like better than. It's just it's crazy how often I have to keep saying like this is the best thing this guy's ever written every time he puts out something new. Uh, the other album I wanted to talk about briefly was uh, Ms. Moore's Wits End. And I say briefly because you can read the review that I wrote about this album on the website because that's a thing that I'm doing again. Yes. Uh, it is, and there was much rejoicing. <laughs> it is, it's fantastic. I love Ms. Moore. I've loved Ms. Moore for a long time. And it seems like within the last couple of years, his sound has taken a turn towards stuff that's a lot more experimental and a lot more ambient in nature, a lot more focus on, I mean, he put out like a straight up ambient album 
uh, with in, in collaboration with the guy who does hit live bass for Mismore and it Dialithia is fantastic. And mm-hmm. like this album is like half very sparse, very ambient doom metal and half just like straight up ambient electronic coupled with a very, very cool animated video for the type, the aforementioned doom metal title track. It's just like, it's, it's that, such a staggeringly well-rounded artistic statement. The song and the video, correct me if I'm wrong, but the song and the video were um, commissioned pieces for yes. Roadburn. Yeah, they were commissioned for for uh, for his per- one of his performances at Roadburn because he is a Roadburn regular now. Well, I mean this most recent Roadburn. That's what I mean. Yeah, like the he, song the song debuted with the video at Roadburn, and then correct. Uh, what I blanking on the name of the the B Paradolia. Yeah, the the ambient electronic song, which that is that was recorded to sort of round it out into a full well, fledged EP. It does so. It does that so beautifully. It does it so well. <laughs> it's t- it's two halves of the same coin per se when it comes to his discography, and I I, I really feel like the next thing that he's going to put out is going to try to fully mesh those two halves together. And I, I truly cannot wait to see what that sounds like. Cause I think it's just going to be so cool. Like wits end is great, but I think that I really love wits end because it feels like a step towards something so much greater. Like, like it was when he put out, like when he put out Yod and when mm-hmm. he put out chasm, it's, it was an album that a lot of people talked about. You know, for a band that feels relatively sort of still underground, but like I think that he is going to be on something super, super great with the next thing that he puts out, and I just I'm so excited. Uh, but the the album that I really wanted to talk about <clears throat> while I was here is the album that like <laughs> you know I've been I've been guilty of calling stuff my album of the year a little bit early, and January feels really early to say this. So I will say if this is not my album of the year come December, then it is because something truly miraculous happened. But there was just two days ago, as of the recording of this podcast, a new release by 40 Watt Sun. It is an album called Perfect Light, and it may be one of the best albums of music I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, like, Vince, that's a bold statement to go from a, maybe your album you, of the year to... From, <laughs> from somebody else who listened to it, he might not be wrong. No, it's there is there is wow. not a single. We will remember this later. There is not a single <laughs> motherfucker on planet Earth that gets it like Patrick Walker gets okay. it. Nobody, absolutely if, nobody. Okay, Vince, you're you're one of my friends, and if if there is something that uh, hammers home that I need to listen to something more than the this, this is an like, album like that, that you need you need to pay attention to the lyrics. You cannot let this fade into the background. You have you have to pay attention to what this guy says because that is that's what the draw of this album is. For, in, in in less of a part, actually, I think than previous Forty Watts on albums because this is the first time he has like a dedicated like rotating cast of session musicians backing mm-hmm. him up, and I will say that all of them are like commensurate professionals in what they do. This album feels very lovingly crafted by people who know exactly what they're doing. But like the real draw 
of 40 Watt Sons music is has always been and continues to be Patrick Walker's lyrics because there is there is just nobody who who is able to convey the same kind of stuff that he does like what it really feels like to like to love someone from behind this thick ass cloud of depression and just like what just what that feels like just so wholly and heartfeltly and vulnerably conveyed is just like it's it's so beautiful it's so unbelievably beautiful to hear him talk about this stuff and to just feel so incredibly validated you know i don't know why i remember wider than the sky received a lot of praise and that album is so unbelievable it's so it it contains within it one of my favorite songs i think that has ever been written i don't know why at the time it didn't resonate with me i'll have to go back and listen to what what is that song it mares ion the closing track okay is it's a song that i i I'm almost physically incapable of not weeping when I listen to just cause like the lyrics on it are so they're, they're just unbelievable. Okay. You know, and there's so many moments on this song on this new album, perfect light where I felt like exactly the same way where I'm just, I, it's he, he gets it. He just gets it. Like that's really, I don't know if I, if I can convey properly what it is that I mean, but that's like the closest thing that I can say. Like there are just people who understand and who are able to convey this stuff in a way that nobody else can. And he's one of them, you know, even if you go as far back as listening to his stuff in warning when he was like actually in a full on metal band, which if you haven't listened to watching from a distance, if you ever feel like being crushed, like your heart's being crushed in like a compactor that they used to bust up old cars. Jesus, man. (laughs) <laughs> okay oh, well this is it's gonna be well my friend be... it's that that you know uh, when you guys say anything about albums it it means a lot because we listen to a lot of music here yeah um you know our whole lives we are all fans of music we listen to a lot of music so that's a bold statement to make so it's, i will uh i'm saying i'm saying it this album is something truly special it is really really special Okay, well, that's boy. It's kind of hard to follow that up. Anything else for you in January? No, that was it. Okay, that was really okay. that was my big that was my big one that I've been looking forward to for a long time. Well, that's uh, big. Well, Ian, how do you follow that up, bud? Well, I want to talk about the new Boris album because I did listen to the new Boris album. So, <laughs> okay, you do got to tell me about that because I I kind of forgot that that had come out. But like yeah. I am, I'm so into Boris. Well, I'm in what, my Boris era these days. What, like I've been listening to them a lot. What do you think it sounds like? I have no idea. I mean, yeah, I listen, exactly. Okay, I listened to <laughs> the advanced single, which, if I'm recalling correctly, was basically just a noise track. That a lot of this album is ambient electronics. Yes, yes. a lot of it is ambient electronics. Nope. Um, it's a very chill album, except for a couple tracks that kind of hit you out of nowhere with that, like. I don't want to say classic Boris sound, but there's what is that? Thick, what, there's, what would you right. define as classic Boris? Fuck if I know. They've, but there's there's thick, heavy electric guitars in like two songs, and everything else is ambient electronics. This is a band that put out a straight up crossover hardcore punk album two years ago. Yeah. And this is not a straight up crossover hardcore punk album by any definition. No. <laughs> um, but it is good. It is good. It is fairly. It's fairly relaxing, 
but there are also parts that are like eerie in the sense okay. that like the the snaky angular out of tune melodies that get thrown in and out of these like chill electronics kind of throw you did for you, a loop did you listen to love and evil no i didn't okay then what i'm going to ask you would mean nothing to you so i'm not going to do it yeah no um boris is one of those bands where it's like their discography is very thick and i i haven't i i don't really know where to start but i did listen to this one because january is always typically kind of dry and i like needed something to talk about so i listened to boris as i was like working on stuff for work tomorrow and it was a fairly good way of passing the time i really enjoyed it it wasn't what i thought it was going to be but it ended up being what i needed to hear at the moment because i don't know back go back and listen to deer from 2017 ah that album is insane um there beyond is just like one of the craziest songs i think i've ever heard and it just it cemented wada as like one of my favorite guitarists going right now like i think she should be president of every country on the face of the earth um okay she is just she's insane like the this what she everything that she touches is just solid gold but like deer is a good album because you can kind of decide what parts of it you like from it and then go back and listen to other boris albums that sound like those songs like if you like absolute ego you can go back and listen to their sludgier stuff if you like the more post-rocky stuff there's plenty of that out there like See, I feel like I would like Boris because I've never really jumped into the Boris bandwagon. I feel like I would like them just because when I think of like heavy electronic music, I think of Nine Inch Nails, whom I love very much. Um, but yeah, uh, if you guys want you could, to help me start out where I need to go. I think you oh. could probably find a, there isn't much that Boris hasn't done musically is the thing. And that's <laughs> you know, what kind of makes yeah. them so hard to jump into because they've been a, they've been like a stoner sludge metal band. They've been a J-pop mm-hmm. band. They've been a shoegaze band. They've been a post-rock band. They've done collaborations with, with Mersbo as just like straight up noise. They've done collaborations with Sun as like a filthy drone band. Like they've just, they've done everything. There is no one band that Boris is. They, they did a hardcore punk album. If I mentioned that before, like, you kind of have to ask less like what kind of music is Boris and and more like what kind of music is Boris on this particular release that I'm listening to. You know, hey, Hera, you quickly mentioned it. We're talking with as Vince was describing parts of this. I saw a Reddit post. What uh, double album still holds up today and maybe one of the greatest ones. A lot of people, surprisingly to me, I'm not a fan, say The Fragile or The Fragile by Nine Inch Nails. Are you a fan of that? I do love The Fragile, but my heart is not with The Fragile. Actually, it might be. I, it's been a while since I listened to The Fragile. I love The Fragile. I just like Nine Inch Nails in general. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have never really dove into them aside from what you hear in the radio, but that a lot of people uh, comment people, on that. People who like Nine Inch Nails are very passionate about Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Yes, yeah, they are. I, I've never really listened to him. Anything else from you, Vince? Nah. Well, okay. that was Ian. Ian was the one who brought up Horace. So I'm sorry. 
I just, I just, you know, it wouldn't be the like first time someone called me by my brother's name on accident. Believe it or not, we, guys look, we look alike. You guys my look guy, so it's similar. the curse of being a twin. Yeah. And you get your name called well, out, and it's the wrong name, and you turn to the I'll, right anyway. I'll answer just about to just about any name that people throw at me at this point in okay. my life. Well, Ian, anything else, buddy? Yeah, no. Buke, Buke uh, mentioned that I listened to a power metal album, which is not weird. I do like power metal. It's just not normally what I go for when I review something. But like one thing that I love just as much as power metal is magic the gathering <laughs> and this is a power metal album that is about the magic the gathering storylines that they've been putting together i and saw it fucking, the it fucking rules man <laughs> i saw the title of that album in the promo list and i was like huh i wonder if that's about magic the gathering uh-huh yeah because the band's called planeswalker yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> and the album sure. cover has a black lotus on it uh, the one thing about nerd culture that I never understood was Magic the Gathering. I don't, and I'm afraid, too afraid at this point to even. It's fun. It's fun. I wouldn't recommend it because it is it is an astonishing money sink, but it's fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's one of my one of my hobbies is Magic the Gathering, and um, I kind of feel what like what color deck do you play? So I, I mean, I have tons. I have tons of decks, but when I draft. I tend to draft black and something else, depending. I was on, a black like, guy myself, yeah. But I, I, I always end up getting drawn to the black aesthetic and whatever. I set think the, is the deck most... that I that I want that I built was black and green when I when I played. I think the one that I when we did that draft tournament, I ended up winning. I think that was like white and green or white and red. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. I don't. Know. I tend to I tend to gravitate towards black. Black is easy to make work with a lot of other stuff i haven't played so i really played a lot when the sliver decks were a thing back in <gasps> that was back off. in the 90s yeah. but Fuck, then man. but now there's so many different rules and mm-hmm. so many different i got out like uh, early 2000s is when i really because you know a lot of it went over my head i if you give me a deck and say here you could play this deck fine but trying to build mm-hmm. myself where i have to try and then a build for what may be there it's really hard i'm not that smart like i tried to get into hearthstone i just i never saw anything uh oh yeah i mean yeah it's i don't know it's it's a it is a very expensive hobby um but it's I, I i love it and and uh uh planeswalker, but it makes for great power metal it does it does it really does uh planeswalker are a duo the singer is the new singer from glory hammer not the guy they just fired um and the guitarist is the guitarist from helion prime oh um, shit uh yeah so and and there's uh, uh session musicians who round out the rest of the lineup but the singer from um Helion Prime also does guest vocals, as does Britney Slays from Unleash the Archers. The new, the new singer from Helion Prime? Michelle. If if she's the new or the old one, I'm not 100% sure, but Michelle from Helion Prime is does guest vocals on the album. Because they all, all the guest vocalists, they voice a character. So if you're familiar with the storyline, like all of the, the lines that are sung by Nissa are sung by Britney Slays. All of the the uh, Sozos, the guy from Glory Hammer, it, when it, when he's he plays Jace, and um, um, Michelle plays Chandra Nalar, 
So it's it's just um I don't know. It's goofy, it's cheesy, it's so much fucking fun. Um it's it scratches a lot of itches that I had, which is the itch to play Magic the Gathering and the itch to listen to some really good power metal. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It the and and by God, j- watch the fucking music videos that have come out for for the the singles because they're I mean, they're works of art, <laughs> not in the way that that Mismore music video is works of art, but they are just like, they're the epitome of what power metal should be, which is stupid, cheesy costumes, like goofy songs, nerdy premises. It's, I don't know. It's just pure unadulterated fun. Um, and then the last album that I wanted to talk about um, is... And I can't believe I'm 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 asking myself this uh, a full 15 years after no less than 15 but uh, uh, over a decade after I graduated high school. Have you listened to the new Under Oath album? You know what? Because there's a new Under Oath album. <laughs> yeah, there have been two that I that that they've put out that I haven't listened to a uh, lot of. This most recent one. I mean, is it going to show up in like a? best of 2022 list no but it's the first under oath album that they've put out in quite a while that has actually made me remember that they're a thing and like take notice of them it's really heavy it's really heavy they're not a christian band anymore a lot of the songs on this album are specifically anti-religion so it's a it's a dramatic 180 from they're only chasing safety (laughs) We love a dramatic shift here. (laughs) It's, it's very, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to see the trajectory of, of these, these, these people, but it's, it's a pretty solid listen and it's the classic lineup reunited. I mean, they reunited a while ago. This isn't the first album that they've put out with their, with, with Aaron back behind the, the drum kit, but you know, it, it, there's something, there's something about that. That's like, ah, this is, this is under oath because they made an album without Aaron and it's like, but why? (laughs) Oh, well, he's got, he's got the je ne sais quoi. He's got the clean vocals, you know? Right. I mean, back in the day, at least he had the, he, he was the guy who did the clean vocals for Right. Listeners of this podcast may not be aware, but they're only chasing safety is an album that is like vitally important to my upbringing. Yeah. Like there was an, it was an anchor point for me and like the worst parts of my high school living experience where like I, that was the album that I turned to for comfort in like a lot of my, a lot of my day-to-day life. So like under oath have a special place in my heart and like always kind of will, but like I kind of have never needed anything from them beyond like define the great line yeah, no. in my adult life. But no, like, no, I'm I not think that it's I think that it's cool that they're still going and there is a solid enough chance that now I will actually listen uh, to this new one that they put out because I only f- briefly saw a mention of it being released like yesterday. Yeah, I think I kind of it, it did know come that out it very happened. recently. Um, I mean, you know, it is I'm not going to say it's like the greatest thing that they've ever done because it's not. But it is for for me for the first time in a while i feel like it's an album of there that's worth checking out cool that makes me happy yeah um and then i w- i also would like to call a shot it's again not an end of the year topping called shot but 
there's a new Kralis album that is going to come out at the end of the week that this is being recorded. And if the first single off of it is any indication, it's going to be an album that I really, really enjoy from them. So new Kralis. Again, we will remember this later. (laughs) Okay. Well, for a throwback, Darkest Hour released the new album. No. What? As long I'm as joking. we're doing it. Oh, oh, Don't get my I'm hopes just, up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I just had to give my, my DC boys some problems. DC uh, I, hardcore. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, so was, I was big into Darkest Hour back in the yeah, day. Yeah, man. Darkest Hour. <laughs> I was real big cool. into Darkest Hour yeah. back in the day. You know, my fiance and I, we were doing a little um, uh, dance just dance with my daughter and some music came on afterwards. I looked at my fiance. She was like, yeah, that was my jam back in high school. Babe, what was that band you were big in, in, in into? What, what was that album? The no, not pussycat dolls. It wasn't 30 on, seconds to Mars. No, 30 <laughs> seconds to Mars. What was, what was that one group that came on? You were like, Oh man, that album. Okay. She's, she, 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 oh, the used. Nice. Yeah. Buddy. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Fucking, and, and, uh, fucking the taste the of ink. Title? Yeah, I was just gonna say the taste of ink. Bro, yeah. that was my shit. Yeah, but I Fuck had yeah. to, I took a step back and I'm like, wait, you were she was like, Yeah, the 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 their self-titled album from 2002 She was like, This album was that Hell was my yeah. thing. You know, you know oh, what album? Yes. You know what album I unironically put on to listen to the other day? I put on "Tell All Your Friends," and guess what? "Tell still All Your Friends" holds still holds up. up. Still fucking holds <laughs> up. Still baby. holds up. Oh yeah. So there's um, the Iron Team, most ass beating shit of all time. So no, <laughs> Darkest Hour. While I'm, you know, hometown boys here, no, they they released a single last year, but no, 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 Darkest Hour. Um, yes. No darkest hour yet. Yes. Um, I do have a power metal release that came out this month. The band from Iceland, Power Paladin. Oh released, yeah. Released with the magic of Windfire Steel. Well, that sounds delightful. Yes, exactly. The album cover alone is what is just sums up why I love power metal and Stark Synthwave uh, group Dance with the Dead release driven to madness it's the type of stuff i put on when i listen uh when i'm gaming and stuff so they're going on tour with one of my favorites magic sword Mm. if if the world was kind of normal i'd go to that show but uh that is what i also um so before we end here i wanted to kind of quickly do like a a tight fit episode here. You know, normally we have a more relaxed fit, more like, you know, nine circles sweatpant episode. This is <laughs> this is a nine circle spandex episode tonight. We gotta get in and get out real real quick tonight. We got know, the man, yoga pants on. Me feeling super relaxed. <laughs> oh, also Ghost, their new single for Call Me Little Sunshine is awesome. Um, but that's for a different episode. Um Okay, before we end this, I want to quickly do a quick bang, bang, bang. Was there anything from year end that you discovered or you may have sell on a list and say, hey, you know what? I want to give that a listen to. I will start off. I saw it on a bunch of people's lists. It is not 
by any means what I would listen to uh, if it hadn't made lists and was universally liked by a lot of people. But I do have to give credit. The Stormkeep album uh, was a, was a, was a fun listen. You. was a fun I, listen. I threw that a fun on the listen. other day, too. I am so proud of you right now. Yeah, it was a fun my listen. Heart, like, yeah. <laughs> my heart grew like three sizes hearing you was, say that. That it, album is so... It, it, that's exactly what it is. It's fun. It, like, and this, it is is the, this is the type of, of... I You know, listening to this, like, this is like the immortal style black like this is this is the type of black metal that's aside from the atmospheric stuff this is the type that i can listen to it's it's got a lot in common with power metal and yes. i think that that probably does something for you because and, it has an overarching fantasy concept and which, you, you know, know if you bought yeah. the album and you got the map for their world that they created that comes with it yeah and when and we, when when dave and i from atribilis when we did our you know our my audible version because i can't write like you guys he said the exact same thing like you did it's cheesy it's fun and i'm like hmm, i never really and i don't think you mentioned that you guys mentioned that when we were discovered uh, men talking about it on year endless i've never heard the word cheesy with a black mouse so i was like hmm it sounds like something it's i would all like the dungeon, is, all the dungeon synth elements that they it, throw in there makes it, it super fully, cheesy it fully understands what it's doing like it is it is black metal that is absolutely in on the joke and that's what makes it good like it's good music written by people who do not take themselves seriously which is so rare in black metal these days because normally it's a bunch of uptight assholes who just like think that they're whatever satan's gift to music or something but like this I, this is a band with dudes who wear stage drapery taped around their neck as capes when they play like what more could you possibly want yeah. so it is, I, it is put on my robe and wizard hat black metal yeah yeah so i i had to mention that because it, it is a a oh. fun listen chris is one of those guys as him and i talked about this album when he got back from vacation he he has that jumbo deluxe pack yeah so yeah he has that cool vinyl um vince while your mic's unmuted and, and you're there anything that you, you know checked what? out the, that that's all this i'm gonna return this favor back to you i mentioned something already earlier in the chat but i was i was hoping that i would get the opportunity to say this too i listened to that dungeon serpent album that you recommended on like your chat with dave and yes. like to us just would not stop talking about it. It is so good. It is yes. exactly as good as you as you promised. That thank you, my friend. Thank Just you. Yes, unbelievable. Yes, like I, I was expecting it to be to be good because like most death metal is good for me. You know, as long as it doesn't try too hard. But like there is an unexpected amount of melodicism in this that I found really really interesting. Where like this this guy who is like again he's like. 20 years old and is doing all of this stuff himself Yep, is like, he's got not only just a command of playing his instrument, but he's got a really nice, he's got a really good command of songwriting too. Like he knows what it takes to make a really intriguing death metal song. And I just, I think he's going places. I, I, I think he is so, too. so good. I think I, he I is really too. cannot recommend you. I really cannot thank you enough for constantly Dude, recommending it. That 11 minute instrumental at the end is awesome, isn't it? He's Amazing. Just, 
that's an example of when noodling goes right. Yes. Because <laughs> like I don't yeah. like I don't like noodling. It's most of the reason why I didn't like the Wilder Run album, but I could listen to this kid just like vamp solos all day. Well, my friend who does like noodling in a technical form, Hera, what did you did if you if you didn't, that's okay. Did you anything that you maybe saw on other end of year lists? And again, Vince, thank you, my friend. That, thank you for taking the time. My Hera, you have no. listened to? No, <laughs> I didn't. I. Uh, That's okay. I am the one person who did not. But what I did end up doing was create what I call the Hungarian Depression Pit, hmm. which is a playlist of all these Hungarian bands that I really <laughs> like into a playlist. And that's what I did. <laughs> the next, The next time I sit down to make like a Dungeons and Dragons encounter. I'm going to call it the Hungarian depression pit. Is that just a bunch of like monks chanting? Like what? No, no you're thinking of Gregorian. <laughs> oh, <I'm> thinking... <laughs> Gregorian chanting is, is what you're thinking of. Hungary, oh. like the country. Oh, yes. Oh, because like... they're all bands from Hungary. So the Hungarian depression pit. Gonna... Next time this someone was... asks me how I'm doing, I'm going to tell them I'm in my Hungarian depression pits. That's me. <laughs> I cannot. You better lock that, that PlayStation gamer tag down now. Tam, 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 tam. Oh, God. I'm glad I made someone laugh because um, what ended up happening was I was like, you know, I'm going to say I was listening on Game Band a lot this past week. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? One of these days, I'm just going to get real, real, like, do it. This, just do this playlist and call it the Hungarian Depression Pit. And that's exactly what I did. It's like, the idea came, and I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I did. Wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> good to see you've uh, crawled out of the pit like like Boba Fett from the Sarlacc. <laughs> and you you are are still going strong, Hera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Angela, do you have real uh, tears? Real tears in my eyes right now. You know, Hera, I saw that on Spotify because I started following <laughs> you on Spotify and I saw the rich listening to that. <laughs> That's amazing. I will definitely have to check out that playlist. <laughs> like only for Hungarian bands in there. Have fun. <laughs> that is fantastic. I'm gonna favorite it right now. Done. Um, <laughs> Um, to amp Vince up again um <laughs> he had um his favorite album of the year was uh modern grotesque by Dreamwell, and i had never heard of them before and when you mentioned it on the pod i was like oh shit i should listen to that and it is very 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 good let's go <laughs> we take it over <laughs> and and ian yeah, so I actually wrote a whole list of albums that I missed from 2021. You can check it out on the site. The one that I want to talk about didn't even make it on that list. And I want to shout wow. out Charles because Charles put me onto this album, specifically dropping in our group chat and saying that I would enjoy the shit out of it. And that is Inheritance by Musk Ox. Um, and I do enjoy the shit out of it. It's recently been brought to my attention by Dan and Chris that apparently I have a type when it comes to things that are non-metal. And I, I'm not actually going to argue with that point because I think they were, they were spot on in their analysis of me. Um, 
I tend to like non-metal that is very folky and very dark with a lot of atmosphere. And that's what Musk Ox is. It's classical guitar, cello, and violin. Um, and they put on, they, they put some of the, some of the darkest, folkiest, most melodic, really just gorgeous instrumental music. And um, their classical guitar player was featured on uh, uh, the Serpent in the Sphere, the Agalock album, um, which I didn't realize until after I had listened to this. Um, but yeah, I, I listened to it and I listened to it so much. And the more I started thinking about this album, the more I was like, if I'd have found out about this sooner, I probably would have thrown this on, on one of my lists because it's really good. And it's exactly what I'm into like to a T it's what I'm into. So Muskox and Ulvasang are like two bands that I always think of in tandem with each other. That's, that's what it is because I know Ulvasang before I I knew about Muskox. So to me, Muskox sounds like Ulvasang, which is, you know, uh, far from a bad thing. <laughs> no, they're they're another band. I'm like I'm very keen to hear more from them. Like uh, they're they can take their time. I'm not yeah. putting any pressure on anybody, but like they also they're another <laughs> band that has put out one of my favorite albums like ever recorded yeah. to reels of tape before. Right. So like yeah, I I remember listening to an old Muskox album and then listening to all the song and I'm like, oh, this is Muskox vibes. I yeah. really like this. So like, yeah, I haven't if, checked if out the new one yet. The, but I'm, I'm the, very keen. To the do. strings on Inheritance are there. I mean, it, it 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 it's so good. They do such great melody and their their composition is so good. Like all of the counterpoints, the way they weave all of that stuff together is it's just it's beautiful. Well, my friends, it has come that time again where we will crawl back into the death pit and we will depression pit. Yep. (laughs) Our depression pit. Let's go back in there till we convene again and crawl out next month. Everyone back in the cave of man. We got shit we need to look at, including the writing on the wall. Yep. Guys, thank you for joining us a little bit later. I cannot say that enough. Thank you for being flexible. I love you guys for that. Po- podcast cool. I'm, I'm, podcast I'm After Dark the- has a very different vibe than Podcast in the I'm, Middle of the I was Day. I say I'm digging the nighttime vibes. Yeah, hey, we can, if this is fine, if we could continue to do this, but we'll talk about that offline. That's, yeah, um, you don't need to know anything about no, that. No, we got it. We should decide now while we're still recording when we want to you do You know the next what? One. <laughs> for 2022, let's go into the. The podcast yeah. after dark. Yeah, let's. Why not? Let's do yeah, that. y'all yes. gonna get some spicy shit now. Relaxed. Yes. Hey, you guys are gonna get yeah. some Nine interesting stuff. Night circles yes. ASMR. Keep, keep the wine flowing. Yes. Oh yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some nine circles ASMR. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> you should stop listening to it. <laughs> I got the chills. <laughs> oh, do the fingernail thing. <laughs> yeah. The or do the, do the, the, yeah. Not talking about this now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you know apparently there's people who have different triggers like fingernails or the clicks or I don't or brushes? I love it. I don't I fully understand what ASMR is still, I, just to be I fair. Like 
I don't get it, but whenever Kathleen touches my nails, I like, I like nails or head. Yeah, nails on nails, nails on your head because nails you said nails, my, and yeah. I'm thinking Ooh. no nails to my head. I'm just that the scratching. Uh, I ASMR is weird, but it also does things to me that. Okay, well, that's for my own personal depression. On that note. <laughs> that note. Podcast after dark, baby. Get ready for 2022. Here we go. Okay, for for Ian, for Vince, for Angela, and for Hera, I'm Buke. Everybody continue to be safe. Please check out NineCircles.co for all the excellent writing that these writers do for reviews. I have an interview with Kirk of Crowbar coming this Wednesday. Oh, shit. So I've been trying for years to get him. Hell yeah. Uh, so I look forward to that. Hopefully my, my scheduling will line up and we I can get my corpse grinder interview happening. So yeah, we are trying. Go, go back and listen to Buke's end of year chat with Dave from Atribilis. You should do that. Yeah, it's one a, of it's a my good one. favorite I one of my favorite that. podcast episodes, I and I'm saying that as someone who has been involved in these well, podcast episodes. Maybe Dave is cooler than I am. Yeah, maybe you he should could, listen to him and not you know, me. Since he's in Vancouver, maybe times maybe he could slide in after dark with us and kind Ooh, of. Ooh, Dave after true. dark. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, there we go. Also, hi, it's your unfriendly neighborhood healthcare worker with you. Tell you to please continue following your mask mandates. Get your boosters if possible. And if you have people who are money compromised, please wear your mask yes. or I'll be coming for your kneecaps yes. as usual. And we'll this is her. a threat. not Because it's after dark. There's no rules anymore. That's exactly. it, baby. Yep. 2022, nine circles goes after dark. So we go straight <laughs> for the kneecaps. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Okay, my friends. Until next time. <laughs>